Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is a special edition of the Tim May Podcast coming to you live from the Strip in Las Vegas. Matter of fact, uh, Jeff... Jeff Snook, we're standing in front of the world-famous Bellagio Fountains. They could go off at any second. Yeah, this this is one of my favorite places in Vegas, Tim. Uh, This used to be the old Dunes Hotel back when I covered boxing, and this is a great location. If you haven't seen the Bellagio Fountains, come out to Vegas and watch it. It's it's a great place. You know, and we're here, number one, we're here on Super Bowl weekend. Uh, We've got kind of a dual purpose here because we came here to kind of hang out on Super Bowl weekend, but also to kind of introduce, especially the folks who live in Ohio, that uh, legalized sports wagering is coming to Ohio sooner rather than later. Of course, in Las Vegas, it used to be the only place you could even do this, uh, but it's, it's been around for a while. And, you know, we wanted to shoot in a couple of the sports books, didn't get the permission because they're, they're really uh, sort of like antsy about that kind of stuff. But we wanted to explain to people that this time a year from now, when the Super Bowl is coming around, in the great state of Ohio, you're probably going to be able to legally yeah. bet on college football, pro football, NBA, college basketball, etc. at one of your local casinos or perhaps online. Uh, explain people what's coming. Well, you know, Tim, a great shot of history is Vegas and Nevada is the only place in the world that had sports gambling, the only place in the United States that had sports gambling since the 1930s. But the Supreme Court uh, opened that up in 2018 when they passed a ruling, uh, voted on a ruling, that now any state in the country can have sports gambling. So as we've seen, now there's over 30 that has legalized sports gambling. Ohio's the latest. Uh, that's coming this fall in September. And, uh, you know, Ohio did it for obvious reasons. But all the surrounding states, which is Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, have had it for a couple of years now, three years. So they saw those tax dollars crossing the border going to other casinos. And they, what I think they did the right thing, and they passed it. And we'll see how it uh, plays out in September through this first football season. Yeah. Now, are you, you as a person, you did a book. You did a in my opinion, a world-famous book on Art Schleister, a young man who was a big-time college football quarterback at Ohio State, uh, NFL draft pick, uh, but his life got definitely skewed in the wrong direction, much of it because of gambling and stuff. So what, what is your, I guess, what would you tell people about the world of gambling? Because you've seen the good and the bad sides of it and stuff, of where it can lead people. You know, but what, 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 I guess what is the uh, a bromide there? You know, I'll admit here on camera. I used to like to place a bet once in a while. I never did it on a game, as you know, that we covered. That was against our ethics and morals as a journalist. But uh, I always thought it was fun. But it, it's like my dad used to say, his famous line on alcohol, tobacco, anything, everything in moderation. And as long as you set parameters for yourself, you don't bet more than you could afford to lose. I think Steve Mariucci does a commercial now for the NFL about the same thing. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've known art for years, and I've seen the worst of it. And it's an addiction, uh, like anything else, tobacco, alcohol. And Pete Rose was another guy. He's not in the Hall of Fame today because of a gambling addiction and uh, and betting on baseball. But you can find him here on occasion, he's, signing autographs. He's here signing yeah. autographs. He lives here. Yes. He lives here. And you know, art art is the poster child for what can go wrong. But I still believe he's the exception to the rule. So. Let's face it, the most the most addictive game in this world is video poker. 
and there's stories after stories, studies after studies of housewives losing their mortgage payments to video poker, but yet they're not going to outlaw something like that because of 1% that gets in trouble. Same with alcohol, tobacco, and all the other vices. Or keno with local yeah. bars in yeah, Columbus, exactly. et cetera. Things we have. Yeah. So it is what it is, and it's spreading. That's It's here to stay. Now it's become mainstream. Yes. Where the NFL, the NCAA, NBA, they partnered with uh, casinos and uh, betting websites and sports books. So now it's crossed over. We have a team here in Vegas that, uh, you know, for years they said there'd never be a professional team in Las Vegas. Now there is. They have the NBA All-Star Game here, the NHL All-Star Game, NHL franchise. So uh, sports betting is very American. Yeah. It's American as apple pie, let's face it. And no one was really more anti that situation than, for example, the NCAA. Just last uh, winter, uh, Las Vegas hosted five college, big-time college conference championship tournaments in Las Vegas. Who saw that coming even 10 years ago? And like you said, the NFL has embraced it. You know, my buddy Bo Bishop, who has his uh, talk show uh, back in Columbus, I mean, you know, he was talking the other day on his show about how eventually you're going to have these stadiums built that are going to cater to the, the gambling field. The little nuanced gambling cards, you know, the little, you know, who's going to get the next first down, who's going to score the next touchdown. You'll be able to do it probably from your seat in the stadium while you're sitting watching the game. Well, yeah, that's that's where we're headed. Yeah, that's called in in game gambling, in game spreads, and then they have. But it's them. just amazing. You you might be able to do that sitting in the stadium. Right, and they have them here. That's that's the big thing. It's it's sport it's sports gambling apps on your phone, and that's why uh, when you approve it in a state like Ohio, now you can register in in the state of Ohio if you live there for a sports gambling app, but a lot of people have them, millions of people have them, they're, they're, they they generate billions per year. This weekend in Las Vegas alone, there'll be $7.6 billion bet on the Super Bowl. It's the largest gambling event in the world every year, and this is probably going to break all the records, the one between the Bengals and the Rams. Yeah. Who you got? Well, I like the Bengals in this game. Uh, we were going to get that at the end. But I just we we're going to get that at the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're getting four and a half. This game could go either way. And they always say the old adage, if you can get anything above three on a game that's a toss-up, which I think it is, yes. you know, there's no home field advantage no matter the Rams are playing the home stadium. The crowd will be 50-50. It's a corporate crowd. Home field advantage in the Super Bowl really don't exist anyway. So I, I'm going to ride Joe Burrow on the hot hand. You know, uh, as you were talking there a while ago, I mean, you know me, I'm not a wagering guy. Never have been. Um, but it's funny, I kind of enjoy the excitement of being around a sports book when there's a game going on. You know, and you know guys have got these little side bets going, et cetera, they've gone to the window and, and they're booing at the wrong times right. and they're cheering at the wrong times and stuff. And it's it's really just sort of a, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these things have drawn more and more people. I mean, you know, these these uh, uh, fantasy teams, etc. You can have uh, have drawn more people into following football because of that very thing. Who sure. may not have been even football fans, but they're fans of like having something on the line. Where, where do you think that comes from? And uh, do, you know, what, what do you think about that? Well, you know, sports gambling has really existed at one time. College football was the game to watch and bet on in the United States. The NFL was an afterthought. The NFL was looked down upon professional football, let me say, and then the NFL was born. Now we've come full circle where the NFL 
has passed college football in betting, in handle, in, in billions bet. Uh, more people, if you walk out here in a sports book on a Saturday, it might be half full. You walk out here on a Sunday, it, you can't find a seat. And all the games are being played at either 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock Eastern time. So do the math, the three-hour time difference. But you'll hear cheers at any one time, and people are moaning at the, at the same time. There's so many games going on. But the Super Bowl, there's only one game. So when there's one game being played, if you look at the crowd when a touchdown happens, half the people have their head in their lap, and the other half are high-fiving, standing, and cheering. I know, it's crazy. So that's fun to watch. When it, you know, And, you know, this is one game a year we have something called prop bets. There's over 300 prop bets where that stands for proposition where you could bet on Joe Burrow to throw over under 272 yards on Sunday. And there's just tons of those. They're fun to bet and there's limits on them. So you can't, you know, you can't bet 10,000 on any of those. So, yeah. But by the way, here's a, uh, there you go. Prop the, bets. Uh, yeah. MGM Sportsbook. This is the, this is the, uh, page that tells you where to find the prop bets. I mean, they've got a whole page dedicated on that. And then page after page of, of, Basically, as we sit here today, which okay. reminds me, I got my best prop bet of this game. Joe Mixon is over under 25 and a half yards receiving. I like him over. I just got a feeling early in the game that uh, Zach Taylor knows what the Bengals' weakness is, and that's protecting Joe Burrow. And he's going to go against Aaron Donald this this game. And I, they had nine sacks against the Titans. I just got a feeling you're going to see a lot of two-step, three-step early on, quick throws out of the backfield, and really quick routes, swing routes, maybe some screens to slow them down. I love Joe Mixon in the over 25 and a half receiving yards. Well, I, I see where you're coming from there. Samaji Piran had, the, I think, one of the touchdowns that really turned the game around for Cincinnati on that little screen pass uh, last week. Could have been Joe Mixon. You know, they tried the same play to the other side, et cetera. So a one play can, can win that bet for you. It's really interesting. I want to get get to this with you though. Uh, uh, with this coming in, what 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 really should people you know be wary of, et cetera? If in fact they they do draw, they do become. As, as the Bellagio fountains go off behind. I hope it's an Elvis song. Yeah. Go ahead, though. What should they be wearing? Well, you know, uh, my my suggestion to novice betters that's starting out, and not that I'm an expert, but you know, probably stay away from parlays and teases and bet straight up games, and don't bet over your head. You know, it's enjoyment of fifty dollars, a hundred dollars here or there, but uh, you're going to see a lot of people that are going to disagree with this bill being passed as a law because some people could go broke or lose their mortgage or lose their house payment, and uh, you know. It's just like I said, every, I repeat it again, everything in moderation. Only bet what you can afford to lose and don't go uh, gangbusters and think you're going to strike it rich because you're not going to strike it rich in the NFL. Nobody does. Uh, you know, college football is much more beatable. For instance, uh, Vegas puts point spreads on 130 college teams, 135 actually. On the NFL, they go for 32 teams. Yeah, they know, they know far less about college football than they do about the NFL. So college football is beatable if you know what you're doing. But uh, I don't mean to endorse Going yeah. haywire game. Oh, no, I know you don't. It is interesting, though. That's why, you know, if things go well, you and I are going to have a little weekly, we're going to try to have a little weekly program uh, during the college football, during the football season next year, uh, where, because I've always, you know how much I respect your knowledge of the game, your knowledge of college football, especially, and even the NFL. And uh, we're going to try to, you know, not necessarily handicap, but give people some things to look out for in certain games uh, each weekend. I think you're all for that, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to do that. You know, just remember, Vegas is... Uh 
I guess their objective is when they set up and set a line, all they want is 50% of the money on one side of the line, 50% on the other side. That doesn't mean they're always right. They make mistakes. A lot of times earlier in the week when the lines come out, I'll see a mistake they've made one way or the other, and, and they, they can be beat. And I'm talking, again, I'm talking college football. The yeah. NFL, they don't make many mistakes. They have to report an injury report on Friday. They know everything about it. But to give an example, Ohio State this year finished 6-6-1 six, six against the spread. In those last two weeks before Michigan, they were given 19 and 18 points to Purdue and Michigan State. You saw that offense, and Vegas probably had a good idea with good weather. Ohio State's going to cover both those spreads. They don't care if they're covering the spreads. All they wanted was 50% of the money on the underdog, Purdue and Michigan State, which they got. And Ohio State did cover both spreads, and then they're given seven and a half in Michigan, and. Let's face it, that line was based on past year's games because the favorite, uh, Ohio State's on the road in a snowstorm against a team that's got a better defense and a better running game. I think that line should have been about two points, but it wasn't. So there's a couple examples right there how Vegas really misses at times, and you can take advantage of it if you uh, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you were telling me that at the time, you know, all those things. You know what else is interesting is how when the Bellagio fountains go off, they cool the air. Yeah, I feel I mean, it. It's pretty sweet. Hey, last thing, who do you like Sunday in the 56 Super Bowl? What, what just what just sticks in your mind right now that could be a real difference in that game? You know, I'm, uh, talking, about, I'm talking about the winner, you know, maybe against the spread, maybe the over-under also. When I look at the two quarterbacks, I just think Matt Stafford can do something to lose this ball game with a bad pick. And let's face it, 49ers catch that interception when they're up 17 to 10. And it was like a punt return he dropped. They, they wouldn't be here. He, uh, he had a crucial pick that didn't happen. He had one of the goal line. Uh, I don't see Joe Burrow doing that. And if he does, he's going to bounce back. He showed us that nothing phases him. If the whole question is, can they protect him? If they can protect Joe Burrow, he gets the ball out of his hands early and doesn't step back with seven step drops and get sacked all the time. I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals. They're on a roll. I'm going to root for them. They're an Ohio team. I'm a Browns fan. A lot of my readers know I'm a Browns fan, but I've been riding with the Bengals. Playoffs. Joe Burrow is a great guy to root for. Yeah, like you just said, the key is can they protect Joe Burrow or can they, can they give him enough protection where he can escape and make some things happen. That's almost, that's almost as vital as just him being able to stand back there. Uh, I like him. I do like him better than Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford is more prone to make the big mistake in, in this game because we, we saw him do it last week. It just didn't cost him. And uh, the other thing I like, was very underrated in this in this game. I do believe it kind of reminded me when Ohio State went in to the national championship game against Miami in 2002. Everybody was talking about Miami this, Miami that, Miami's defense. Underrated was Ohio State's defense. I think Cincinnati's defense is playing extremely well, playing big-time football, playing big-play football, and really that's what saved the day last week. The reason this line's at four and a half and not six or six and a half or seven is the way the Bengals' defense played in the second half. Correct. They gave up three points in Cincinnati in the whole second half and overtime. That is a huge factor looking forward to this week. The other the other thing I like, I like the over. It's 48 and a half. Uh, I got a feeling there's going to be some points scored. I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns. I could see this game being played in the 30s, 35-31, 35-28. Uh, I like the over number, 48 and a half. And isn't it cool, the Ohio State connection, especially to the Bengals? I mean, oh, Bengals obviously, Jordan Fuller's hurt. He's not playing for the Rams. But 
it, it is amazing. I mean, you looked out there on the field last right. this past past game. Almost every Ohio, every Buckeye on the defensive side of the ball made a play, right. including Sam Hubbard. Right. Huge play. Eli Apple, a huge, couple of huge plays. Avon Bell with the interception that sealed it. Well, that's uh, a funny thing. Eli Apple had could have been a pick six interception. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he drops it. And, but still. And the very next play, a fellow yeah. Buckeye teammate, Von yeah. Bell gets the pick that turns the overtime around. I want to tell you something. The guy I like in that second, I love Jesse Bates. I think that guy's playing extremely well. I just I think the Bengals defense could be the real difference maker in this from the standpoint of not letting one it of just, those opportunities slip away I, that Matt Stafford's gonna give. If I could read the box score on Monday morning and see the number of sacks Joe took, I think I could predict the outcome. I really could. I think they're going to line Von Miller up, and they moved to Aaron Donald around, so they line him up on the same side, and the Bengals got to pick their poison, who to block, and who to double-team, yeah. one on, and go who to the one-on-one. So uh, that, that, to me, is just the biggest factor. You look at Super Bowl, of course, you know, there's, there's special teams, there's going to be a fluke play, but that right there, if they can protect him, he gets the ball out of his hand. I just think the Bengals are good enough to win the game. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. You know, and I've been saying it all week. You know what's weird? I was thinking 1989, I think it was January 22nd, you might want to look that up, Joe Robbie Stadium. I covered the last Bengals Super Bowl against the 49ers. And back then, we had auxiliary seats in the stands. And right in front of me, and I could hear it happen, Tim Crumry, a nose guard, broke his leg, and I could hear the bone snap. And I'll never forget that. That's the one Super Bowl memory I had. And it happens to come in the last Bengals Super Bowl uh, when the Niners came back and beat him, Joe Montana, in the final seconds. I covered the first Bengals Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers. Silver Dome. 1982 season. Uh, uh, unbelievable. Uh, 1981 season, 82 Super Bowl. I, I get the day, I get mixed up with Ken Anderson, Arch Griffin. Arch Griffin suffered a groin injury Pete Johnson. in that game. Exactly. Oh, that swing pass to Pete Johnson by Ken Anderson. That, what a weapon that was. But, of course, the uh, San Francisco 49ers found a way, and a regime started uh, from that game and stuff. So, you know, we'll see if Joe Burrow uh, – I don't know if you'd say the Bengals have a hex in the Super Bowl. They've only been to it twice. I mean, what happened in the but, 80s doesn't but they got matter beat. this week. Yeah. Joe Burrow wasn't born then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All I can say is, you know, I, you know, we're not supposed to root, but, hey, I'm going to say it one time. It's the first time I've ever said it, probably last time. Who day? Yeah. Former Ohio State quarterback, Joe Burrow. What do you think? Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us again on this Tim May podcast. For my buddy Jeff Snook. Yours truly. We'll see you next time. Enjoy Sunday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.